what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 57, volume 3 of a special Christmas edition of Big Fan, your go-to podcast for all your last-minute shopping ideas, holiday cocktail concoctions, Christmas karaoke songs, and must-see Yuletide movies. My name is Chad Easton. I'm a big fan of Whitney Houston's Do You Hear What I Hear Christmas Classic. Eggnog with extra booze in it, and of course, salt and pepper holiday nutcrackers. <laughs> well, you seem very chipper, and this show to you is going to be a, a very uh, uplifting one. I'm going to start us off with, my name's Hank Eimer, and I'm not a big fan of finding out that you have to buy presents for your kid one week before Christmas for your grandparents. Fighting with the Invisible Fence Company because they know how to Hold, they know how to take the appointment. They just don't know how to hold the appointment. Okay. And getting up early to run up a hill at 8 a.m. with six of your dumbest friends in 30 degree rainy weather. Oh, did y'all actually do that today? I thought that was a joke yesterday when y'all were discussing that. No, we did it today, man. We, we uh, <laughs> met at the club at. So the reason we we're supposed to go next week, and this all started because my wife used to like a cupcake place in blowing rock and i used to go up there on her birthday mm-hmm. and um and uh, get these cupcakes and then bring them down but when i'd go up there i'd say well why don't i do something fun while i'm going up there and i i decided that i wanted to run this fire tower well one of our good buddies who's always an adventurous kind of guy lt thompson decided that when he heard of that he wanted to go up with me so the first year we did it he came up with me and we ran the fire fire tower we got the cupcakes we went home well, every year we did that until the cupcake place quit. And so I'd say we'd probably, we've done it probably, I don't know, seven, eight years maybe. And it's kind of grown. And so sometimes we'll have three people. Sometimes we'll have eight people. Sometimes we'll have five people. And uh, today was by far, we've had snow. Mm-hmm. We've had weather. Um, today was by far the worst weather we've ever had. And we were set to do it next week, but one of the guys who was running about a month ago, he said, can we change the day? Cause he had to work. And, um, we gave him all kinds of crap <laughs> because we, we had next week, probably we're going to have perfect weather. Yep. And today we got out of the car at about 27 degrees oh. and dumping and uh, when we got back, it was about 31 degrees in dumping. And it was eight miles. It was four miles up to the oh. fire tower. And uh, the gravel road that you ran on was icy. So you were slipping. One of the one of the guys we went with slipped and banged his elbow. And, um, nice. you know, it's, uh, it's a group kind of like uh, camaraderie run. You know, we, we've made it. We made it through the, the terrible time. Yes, I've been on that fire tower just hike. I wasn't running in 27-degree uh, temperatures with wind gusts of 20 miles per hour and snow and sleet. But uh, that is not the easiest of little little runs right there, especially in the in the uh, the forecast that you just described. So congratulations that you made it safely 
uh, on that that holiday run, if you will. Well, I, I appreciate that. It's uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun that we uh, we we got to do it together, and so every year it it just gets bigger and bigger. Maybe next year, Chatties would like to show up and run up that hill with us. You know, I'll wait for you at the finish line in the heat of my car and have like eggnog waiting on y'all when you get, get done with extra booze in it, as I described earlier, but I am not a runner, Hank, you know, that I not a very good runner. We've talked about this before. could swim a little bit, you know, I can dance, but I cannot run. That is not in my things of that. I'm very good at. All right. But you know, what's funny is I've, I've played a lot of sports with you against you, you know, mm-hmm. tennis and basketball yeah. and all the different things. You're very fast, fast, very you're, quick, and fast. Yes, but you're not, mobile. You're mobile. Yes. And if I had to put you in a foot race like a sixty-yard dash, I'd, I'd, I'd put money that you'd be very competitive in a field of a hundred guys. But you get over that sixty yards, and you look real old. You look like an yeah. old female man. At about sixty-three yards, you, I look like Carl Lewis transformed into like the old dude in old school blue. I, uh, I can't go, I can't go very far out past sixty-three yards. But you know, I'll give it all I got, though, Hank. I will give it all I can. So I'm glad you got to start your holiday season off with that little run to the fire tower. That is awesome. May I, may I ask the name of the person who had to switch the uh, scheduled? Run date because it you know it, it messed up his holiday schedule a little bit. May I ask who it is? Yeah, yeah I don't know if you know a guy named Pat Brooks. I do. So not. Pat Brooks. Okay, so Pat Brooks is he's a nurse anesthetist. He's a great guy, one of the fastest runners we have, and he's he you know he's bound by a schedule like a an OR schedule. Sure. And um, he, he about a month ago he said, "Hey, I can't do it the date you guys want to do it. Can we?" can we do it on the 16th? That's the day I have off. And so all of us were pretty flexible and we said, sure. And it wasn't seven seconds before I got in the car with him. I was like, nice freaking weather, Pat. Why don't you get on the farmer's almanac for next year and figure out when we can go where it's not torrential downfall. So uh, it's, it was, but it's good. Nothing wrong. You know, the one question that you brought up when you were saying you're a big fan you were talking about eggnog with a lot of booze in it. Do you put brandy in your booze, in your eggnog? So, Is that what you're using? Or you- well, I don't make it. Jennifer's uncle, he makes this concoction that it is the best eggnog I've ever tasted. He puts rum in it. It's like okay. a it's like a dark rum, and he puts a whole bunch of rum in there, bud. And it is it is pretty, pretty fabulous. So I'm trying to get Jennifer, uh, because we can't go up to see them because of COVID, obviously. She's got the recipe. She's going to make a bunch of batches of it, and we we're going to maybe drop them off to some of our friends' homes. And maybe, just maybe, you know, you might have a little jar of uh, eggnog, extra rum, sitting on your front stoop before. You, you know Christmas. what I love about that? You know what I love about that, that? is mid sentence, you realize that I wasn't getting one of those jugs. <laughs> Here, buddies, and you quickly turned. I don't know if everybody knows this, but in this podcast, now that we're not in the studio together, Chad and I are doing this on our laptops, but we FaceTime each other on our phones so we can see each other and like get reactions from one another. And Chad went down that story about how he was deliver eggnog to friends, and his eyes locked with mine, and he realized that my name was not on one of those mason jars. But I don't care how I get. 
Chad. If I have to friend <laughs> it, that's fine. it looks like I'm on the list. Yeah, you're on the list, dude. I will, you know what? I'm marking Will's name off his right now and replacing it with Hank's name. So you have you are officially on the list, Hank. Uh, so be ready Pretty, for I it. I appreciate it. Of course, it's some really good eggnog. And, you know, I also was telling you when we first started about, <clears throat> I think it's my favorite Christmas song. And actually, I've got so many favorite Christmas songs, but this is the one that stands out recently because I just heard it today. So I'm in traffic. I'm going, and I tell me if you've ever been in this scenario. So, you know, you're in the car. It doesn't even have to be Christmas time, but this, in my situation, it was. So I'm in holiday traffic, you know, I'm over there near the mall dropping something off. And so it's bumper to bumper. It's crazy. And then I hear Whitney's angelic voice. Do you hear what I hear? It just comes across the radio, right? So, of course, I have to sing along. So I roll the windows up. The, the volume's 211. I'm singing loud. I don't care who's around me. And I look over to my left. And I guess I've been very animated in my car as I'm singing. And I look over and there's this group of like three little kids in the back and the mom driving or the dad driving and the mom. They are watch, they've been watching me for the last like 30, 45 seconds of me acting like I'm Whitney Houston and singing this song. And so when I look over, yeah. they're laughing, you know, they're clapping, the little kids are in the back giggling. So have you ever been in a, first of all, there's two questions to this. First of all, I know you've, been in your car and a song comes on and you just start singing. You can't control yourself. There's nobody else in your car. If your homeboys saw you singing it, they would make fun of you and they'd ridicule, ridicule you for, for the rest of your life. But what is that one song? And don't be embarrassed by it. I mean, you can be honest with me in the audience. What is the one song that when it comes on, you don't care who, where you are? Let's say you're in your car by yourself, that you turn the volume up to 10 and you don't care who's around you outside of your little car and you sing it at the top of your lungs. What is that song, Hank? There's, there's so many songs that are there, but the very first song that came to my mind that you said was Candy Rain. You remember that, that oh, song, yeah. Candy Rain? I think the band was called Soul to Soul. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah but there's there's a bunch. There's, um, there's that, you know, whichever one I always hear and I always sing it too, is there's a new one by Bruno Mars. Um, what is it? The one that's, uh, is it you? Is it? Is yeah, I know it me? What, yes. You that, know which one I do. I do. I do. I've seen that one. But see, you make a fatal move in your car. You've got a car that lays low. Yes. So everybody can look down on you. And so everybody from every angle can see you in your car. Plus, your front windows aren't tinted. Yes, this is a reason why I tint my windows is that I don't want anybody to see me in there jamming and singing <laughs> when I don't do it. Right? You, yes. on the other hand, you're a fishbowl. Right. And, you know, when you when I, you say jamming, will you really get into it and kind of, uh, will you give the audience, which is just you, really, you leave it up, give 110% when you're in your car. You lay it all on the line when you're in there. Windows no, no, up. No. Go ahead. No, I'm, listen, I'm a performer, but in the car, it's 70%. You okay. know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to give the audience the full 100%, okay? <laughs> I, I'll go 70%. You know, it's kind of like one of those things like I'll get my head moving a little bit. Right. And then you might see one of these hand motions out there, you know. Just, <laughs> oh, I love the hand motion. Yes, sir. You know, yes, you know sir. and then, then you get the tap on the on the uh, <laughs> on the steering wheel. Yeah, I got that a little bit. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Oh, man, I'm, I'm down with all those. You know, uh, I'm, I think my the world famous Chaddy's classic that no none of his homeboys he wants to ever see any of his 
have his homeboys in the car when he sings this song. And I've kept this a secret for many years. But when Celine Dion, Power of Love comes on and I'm in the car and there's no one in the car, windows up, volume 211, Celine Dion, Power of Love. Hank, that is my, don't let anybody know that I sing that song. But I sing that song. So anyway, you got Whitney's Do You Hear What I Hear and Celine Dion's uh, Power of Love, where you've got Culture Club's Karma, 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 Karma Chameleon and uh, Soul to Soul Candy Rain. Can we say that's fair? I don't like the first choice. I went with Bruno Mars, but I, I got to tell you, you lost a huge amount of points going with the uh, the the last one you chose. Oh. That's why I said it, man, because, you know, that's the one you don't want anybody to know that you really like. But I'm honest with our audience. I'm going to tell them the truth about, you know, my passions and Celine Dion, Power of Love happens to be one, Hank. Okay, now the world knows. Don't hold it against me. All right, man. So last weekend, dude, it was pretty awesome weekend. You know, we've got two weeks to Christmas. My youngest daughter, Lucy Rose, turned 12. Her birthday is December 13th. So. Would you think it would be a good thing to have a birthday really close to Christmas or a bad thing? What do you think, Hank? You know, I mean, is it double presents, right? Or is it, oh, it's so close to Christmas, it loses a little luster? Well, I'll tell you, my wife, her birthday is December 22nd. Holy moly, yes. So it's really close. And I told the first year I was married, my mom was asking what I was getting her for Christmas. And I told her, and it was a, it was a, it was a pretty big gift. Okay, it was a watch. Oh. And so I was, you know, I'm going to give her this watch, and and uh, you know, it was a pretty gift. And so I think I'm going to group it for birthday, you know, birthday and for Christmas. And my mom looked me dead in my ocular nerve and said, "Don't you dare not give her a present on her birthday. Don't you dare." You buy that girl two presents, make it three presents. Don't you dare do that. And I was like, okay, that's the best advice I ever got. So do I, but I think that most people do that. I think you get screwed if your birthday is close because I think you get one big gift and then all of a sudden on Christmas, you get like shoelaces, (laughs) some dental floss. And they'll be like, you know, you got, you know, you know, you got that scooter. You got that scooter. You know how that is. So I think you get screwed. Yeah, I completely agree. I asked Lucy Rose what she thought because she did get like, again, I'm kind of like you. I mean, if your birthday's that close to Christmas, you're going to get one really big gift, you know, and you're probably going to get some really junky little gifts like little nutcrackers and stuff. But, you know, I'm trying to do the right thing by Lucy Rose, too, just like your mom told you. You better get some good gifts for this fine person because they deserve it. I don't care when their birthday is. If it was Christmas Day, you still go give her a birthday present and a Christmas present. So Lucy Rose has been very patient, been a good kid, and she's in sixth grade now. So we got her a phone, Hank. She got an iPhone, and she's been wanting one and waiting on it, and the time has finally come, and she now has a phone in her possession. We have gone over the rules and regulations of what you can and cannot do and the responsibilities that come along with having a phone. And so, so far, so good. She's abided all the rules, and she's done fantastic. But, you know... Let's talk a little bit about birthdays. So typically a birthday for a guy consists of one day, you know, you wake up in the morning, people will say happy birthday to you. You might get a card from your kids, 
You might get a little present from your wife. You might go out to eat dinner, possibly. You know, it's not that big of a deal. When girls, or little girls, big girls, adult women, when they have a birthday, it's like a whole week of celebrations. My daughter is 12. We had to dedicate an entire weekend to her birthday. Do you run across the same thing when the women that are in your lives, do they get a whole birthday week or a whole birthday weekend or, you know, just more than a typical dude would get? Well, I will tell you, yes, absolutely. Ray, like Reagan's is coming up and I've already been advised that her and her buddies are doing something right. one day. Right. So and I, I think I think that's great. Sure. But I would disagree with you a little bit. Chad, because I do think that ladies get a week and they've been doing it for their entire lives. Yes. But I think over the last few years, Chad East has taken advantage of a birthday situation and would, if he had a birthday on Thursday, he might use that on Monday and on <laughs> Sunday and possibly on Saturday. So I, I got to tell you, Chad, I'm with you because they have history doing it, but uh, I think I think we need to keep our mouth shut on this and just celebrate the day and just take our week when we need it. I may have been known to have a two week birthday celebration before. It may have come around a couple of years ago. I do recall that it lasted about two weeks and it was a hell of a two weeks to holy cow was it a run. But uh, the only reason, and you're right, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I will go no further. I did want to tell you what we did for Lucy Rose's birthday. It was fun. So she got the phone, all that fun stuff. We had, you know, we're not really a brunch type of family. We go eat breakfast and we'll grab a lunch or dinner. But for birthdays, we made it a brunch kind of day on Saturday. We all walked up as a family to the beautiful downtown Hickory. There's this place called Notions that has this outdoor seating, person playing the guitar. Phenomenal. Have you been to this place? Do you know what I'm talking about, Notions? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. So I have only been there twice and I never had the brunch and it was phenomenal. But the thing that I really like most about the brunch, Hank, and you don't really find this at too many places, but they have something called unlimited, not food, but mimosas or Bloody Marys. Okay. Unlimited, which means bottomless, bottomless. bottomless. There is no limit. It's infinite mimosas or Bloody Marys. So you know, we get up there about noon. Not anticipate. I had no clue that there were bottomless uh, mimosas and Bloody Mary. So I was figured just get an orange juice, a cup of coffee. We'll eat here, maybe hang out for an hour, then go uh, go amongst the, go about the rest of our day for Lucy Rose's birthday celebration. But you know, when I came across the the bottomless uh, option there, so instead of eating any food, I went straight to the bottomless mimosa part. It was fifteen dollars. Yes. I think most people, they think they're going to maybe sell two, maybe three. Nah, not when Mr. East comes around, Hank. Not when Mr. East comes around. So, you know, we ordered. The girls got food. I got the bottomless. You know, they went out shopping and stuff. So I'm too deep before the food gets there, right? So then the food comes. You know, we eat. They want to go shopping some more. Go ahead, guys. Put my headphones in. I'm sitting. It's a beautiful day. I get six of them in, Hank. Six of them in in about, about an hour and a half. It was a hell of a start to Lucy Rose's birthday weekend. We jump in the car. Jennifer pops behind the steering wheel. We go around all of Western North Carolina to check out 
Christmas lights. You know, it gets dark around five. We stayed at the restaurant from 12 to three. It was a solid, solid brunch. And then we're out to the places. So instead of going to your typical Tanglewood, which you've been before, I believe, Christmas lights, you've seen Tanglewood. Uh, McCaddenville, you've been to McCaddenville, so have we many times. So we decided to kind of stick around town. So we go to this place in Morganton called, uh, oh man, it's off exit 104, the J. Iverson Riddle Developmental Center, right? And so you pull Mm -hmm. in, it's free, uh, has Christmas music going on, and you pull in, it's a really small version of a Tanglewood that's only 20 minutes from Hickory, and you can get through it in about Mm -hmm. 10 to 15, right? So the kids love it. It's got all these, like, you'll see the Grinch, and you'll see uh, Shrek, and you'll see Snoopy and Scooby-Doo. Charlie, you're needed at the downstairs door. I don't. We just had a real estate uh, reaction. I apologize. No problem. You might see Charlie Brown. Charlie was just at your front door. Charlie Brown is at the lights in Morganton. So we hung out there for about 45 minutes. Coming back to Hickory in Valdez, there's a little Christmas spot called the Trail of Faith where they have the play. They t- transform that into a winter wonderland. It's a five-minute stop. So then we leave Bowdy's, we come back to Hickory, we park at the food factory where there was a caravan of boats on Lake Hickory. Did you see the hear about this on Saturday night? I heard about it. Yes. So multiple boats and a parade of lights just traveling down Lake Hickory. So then, so we stopped there and got to view all the beautiful boats and all their lights and their music and everything. And then came back to the house. It was about nine o'clock. To wrap it up with the first of what I call the Christmas trilogy of movies, Christmas Vacation. So we wrapped up night one, Lucy Rose's birthday, Christmas Vacation, which begins the trilogy of movies, Hank. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on to trilogy of movies here. Christmas Vacation is a must-see. What is your must-see of three Christmas movies? We'll go in order here. Christmas Vacation is one that it is on my list. Go ahead for you. Uh, Christmas Story would be number two. Yes. Christmas Story, which actually happens to fall on my list too, but we can't watch it until Christmas Eve. That's our rule, right? Our East family right. rule. I don't think they show it. Really. They don't. I don't we have don't. it DVR'd just in case something were to happen. and We can't get to yep. it Christmas Eve. We've got it DVR'd. So, yes, that's two. And what we did on Saturday, was it Saturday? It was Sunday for Chris, Lucy Rose's real birthday. We watched Elf. That is the third of my trilogy. It's Elf, Christmas Vacation, and Christmas Story. Must see. There's other ones sprinkled in, like Home Alone is sprinkled in there. What can I say? Where's Home Alone on yep. that one? It's sprinkled in. You got It's a Wonderful Life sprinkled in. You might have Christmas Carol. You might have Christmas with the Cranks. You've got all these things. But the must three of the trilogy, or the three I just described to you, what is different in your trilogy, buddy? What's your third one? It may be it may be Home Alone in there. I mean, I think Elf is fantastic. It's it's ridiculously funny. But um, I, I you know Home Alone I think is a great movie. And if you got a kid, you know Harris eats up the obstacle course that he puts those guys through. Yes. So you know I I think that's a great movie. Yeah, it really is. Have y'all done your do y'all watch like Christmas movies starting Christmas or December second on through the to the holiday or what is your deal about Christmas movies? 
Yeah. You know, we, we do it all and, um, we try to do, you know, we, and you kind of piece it together because every evening, you know, you've got a new one on or you have a rerun of something. And Reagan looked at us last night and she said, I cannot watch home alone again. Cannot <laughs> because we've watched it like six times or bits and pieces of it. But, yeah. um, you know, then there's the, the Grinch is a great one. The, you know, oh. the original great yeah. Grinch is a great one. One that, um, Jim Carrey stars in is a great one. Uh, so we, you know, we watched kind of the entire time, but, um, it's, you know, there's, there's so many good ones that are out there. Then you talk about like the real life ones, like the gathering and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that are, um, you know, kind of the old school kind of ones. So, uh, you know, there's a bunch of good ones. Yeah. Well, before we leave Lucy Rose's birthday, I did want to ask you because you look like you might be a connoisseur of buffets, right? And so uh, most of the buffets are closed down because of COVID. You know, one of my favorite places they eat, it's not a buffet, but it's called Fuss 777. It's a Vietnamese restaurant in Hickory. It shut down. What I found out today, it reopened today, which is good takeout only. But a lot of the buffets and things are closed. I mentioned the buffet of unlimited drinks at Notions. What if they took away every buffet in the world, Hank, and they you know, Chinese buffets, you got the village Inn pizza buffets, you know, you even have some little not you got the tortilla nacho chip buffet at El Paso. If they if they took they're all there, but they took away all of them except one. Hank. As the food connoisseur of the big fan, what one buffet would you want to keep and hold dear to your heart that it stays open forever just for Hank? Everything else is closed. What is that one buffet, Hank? Think hard. You, 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 I don't have to think hard. You, you hit the nail on the head when you said the uh, Village Inn Pizza Buffet. I mean, they've got corn on their uh, salad bar next to chocolate pudding. They've got, you know, they got wings on it. They've got spaghetti on it. They got dessert pizza on it. I mean, how can you go with that? They've got soup. You're right. I mean, listen, that, that that was no competition. Really, and I know you know our friends that are listening in Thailand and and um, you know Nova Scotia aren't going to really know what Village Inn, but imagine medium grade pizza and a fifty option um, fifty option salad bar. And when I say medium grade pizza, I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to slam on Village Inn. I'm just saying they put out just milk. Thin slice, thin slice, yes. Good middle of the road pizza, and I couldn't live without it. It's not your gourmet pizza. It's not going to have like prosciutto, and I, it's, no, it's just your staples. You got your pepperoni, sausage, mushroom, onion, vegetables, just plain cheese, sliced thin. You know, again, it's not going to wow you with its uh with the way it looks, but when you put it in your mouth, it certainly will wow you. And you know, it it's just, it's the home, the comfort, comfortability, comfortability, if that's a word, about walking in to a place that looks like it was created in 1972. And you know, just that feeling when you get in there of like you're in a log cabin. I don't know where you are yeah. when you're it's kind of like you're in a log cabin with stained glass windows <laughs> all around you. They they're not look they're not looking to impress. You don't have to look to impress when you have a one of those little Tupperware igloo drink things that they snip the the closure off so they can put the bacon bits in there i mean they don't care 
know you're not there for just certain oh, things. Yeah. They know that you're coming in there to do work and you don't care about what their bacon bit holder looks like. Am I wrong? Oh, absolutely. Right. Because the bacon bit holder that's got the, the, the clip or the top clipped off, it's the little ones that hold the little uh, potato, very thin potato. They're like little, you know what I'm talking about? They're crunchy little, we used to call them French fries, but they're like little baby French fries. They're really crunchy. That's right beside the bacon yep. bit. So, I mean, you know, if you want yeah. fried potatoes or you want bacon bits, you get your choice there at Village Inn. And I agree with you, Hank. If there was one buffet left in this world, and that, you know, there's no, I could have no other buffet, no Chinese buffet, no more uh, Mugu Gai Pan, no egg roll, no wonton soup. I'm going to be okay with it as long as I've got the banana pudding and the little baby corn right next to the okra on the salad bar right. at Village Inn Pizza. Thank you. Yep. I mean, how many how many salad bars have you ever been to where they have vanilla and chocolate pudding dead middle? Like they put it dead middle of all the vegetables just to screw the parent that's trying to get a kid through that line. Because that kid walks through that line and he's like, okay, I'll take carrots. I'll take even eggs. You know, they got the crushed hard-boiled eggs. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll have, I want some croutons. Wait a minute. Is that chocolate pudding? Is that chocolate pudding right there? No, no, I'm going to have some chocolate pudding. Now yeah. you're in an argument. So true. You know, I find myself sometimes I'll go through the salad bar line at Village Inn and I'll just get a bowl of baby corn and I will sprinkle maybe just a couple little bacon bits on there with just maybe two okra. You know, and I, you know, what a starter. What a starter to the meal. I mean, you can't get that anywhere else. But This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. You cannot do it. You're a strange little man, Chad. Sometimes I might just say, you know what? I just filled up on 12 baby corn and two okra. I don't even need pizza today. I don't even need to go to the hot bar. I'm staying in the cold bar. I might dump a little, you know, banana or vanilla uh, yogurt or whatever uh, pudding in there for dessert, but won't even touch a slice of pizza, Hank. Not even a garlic bread. That's right. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. You know that I'm on the other side of this. But the best part of that, you know, the experience is you're you're finishing up. You know, if you're me, you've had two salads. You've had two. You know, you've gone to the the uh, pizza bar twice. You're just kind of sitting there and resting in your misery that you just ate too much and you know you got to dig in your pocket and find a couple of quarters and tell your son to go up to the gumball machine and get one tattoo and one fake mustache maybe one of those slap hands that you sling across you know and it grabs a piece of paper and it comes back yeah maybe one of and don't mess with the gum because you know the gum's terrible there terrible you know i used to get every of those mini NFL football helmets that you could yeah. get in there. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Many ones. My dresser when I was little, I had like two of every team. And right. they all came from Village Inn. Yeah. Sometimes you pop in and you were like, don't give me the Colts. Don't give me the Colts. Don't give me the Colts. Put the quarter in. Here comes the Colt. All right, Mom, give me another quarter. Drop the quarter. Another Colt pops out. I mean, it was loaded full of – you wanted like the Steelers or the Cowboys or the 49ers, and it would be like the Bengals would pop out. You'd spend $23 just trying to get just one team you like because it was mostly Colts and Bengals in that little container. They held all the helmets. Yep. Come on, guys. Yep. Smart. 
Yeah, yeah, you turn it. You would turn into a mathematician because you'd go in there and you'd start counting, and you'd be like, "Okay, there's seven layers, four per layer. What is my mathematical probability on getting the Raiders helmet? Okay, what's the mathematical uh, probability on getting the Redskin helmet? Yes. Okay, I certainly don't want Arizona, but here we go. Here we go. I love it. I love it. And let's go back to the slappy hand too thing. You slap that thing when you first get it. You're like, oh, this is the coolest slappy hand. You slap it on anything. It sticks. You bring it back to we bring it right back to you. After about three or four slappies, that thing is so full of dust and dirt, it won't stick to anything. Right? I mean, you start start using it as a weapon after that. You start like popping your mom in the back of the head or hitting your little brother in the face, you know, because it won't grab anything yep. anymore. It just slaps. So anyway, yes. I know all about hey, that. Was a, that, was a, that was a little brother's best weapon because you could be around the wall and you'd sling it through a room and it'd hit my brother Jake in the face and he'd be like, what? Yes. And you'd be gone. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Village Inn, so many memories and so many more to come because once this vaccine comes, Hank, and we're all vaccinated and we can finally go back to real world, Village Inn Buffet might be my first stop, buddy. It might be the first place I go when everything is back to normal. Will you join me? Really? Will you join I, me? I'm, are you kidding me? Yes. I just said it's the only the only one that I want to stay. Of course I'll join you. Wonderful. Thank I, you. Mike. At the beginning of this little segment, you called me fat. <laughs> no, I just said you are food connoisseur of the show. I mean, look, I look at me. I eat baby okra and mini corns. You can't ask me a food question. You are a food guy, right? You know the food. All right. You know the food. I okay. wasn't calling you fat. You're just, you know, this big boned. <laughs> that's, right. a, that's a terrible terrible <laughs> backhanded comment we're moving away from <clears throat> uh buffets now and we're going to move to the next segment of the show where this is your christmas pop culture quiz hank so i'm going to name or ask you a few questions related to christmas television a little bit of music maybe a movie or two maybe even some literature for all you uh, really smart people out there roger young so here you go, Hank. Here's your first Christmas pop culture quiz. Are you ready? I am. Okay. First question. Bear with me. Let's get here. Okay. Process. The first question is going to be Christmas TV. Christmas TV, Hank. Were you a big Friends uh, Friends guy? The show Friends? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'd watch it if it were on. It wasn't like I was as big a Friends guy as, as I was a Seinfeld guy. Gotcha. So this one's going to be tough for you. But a lot of people out there, I think our big fan listeners may know this. Question one, Christmas TV. When Ross can't find a Santa outfit in time for Christmas in Friends, what does he dress up as instead to impress his son, Ben? You have three or three possible answers here, Hank. You have answer A, a holiday squirrel. Answer B, holiday armadillo. Or answer Z, C, holiday squash. Mm. Wasn't he like a paleontologist or something like that? He was. So I'm going to go with armadillo. Ding, 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 Hank. I'm telling you, at these multiple choice questions, you're pretty fantastic. What is your, I mean, you get nine out of ten, right, don't you? No, Normally I'm, I'm, I'm up there, but you just jinxed me, so let's okay. not get further into my success okay. rate. Okay, let's don't get too excited here then. Round two, we're going with Christmas films, Christmas movies, Hank. As you mentioned earlier, you're a big your your family's a big uh, fan of Home Alone. In the movie Home Alone, how old is Kevin McAllister? He's eleven. Uh, Hank, I'm sorry. 
The answer is eight. He is eight, eight. years. <sighs> okay, let's 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 get you back on the winning ways here. All right. Maybe, hey, you know what? I think he's eleven when they go to New York. Yeah, I, in Home Alone two, he's eleven. In Home Alone, <sighs> yeah. he's eight. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. In the movie Die Hard, which some people consider a Christmas movie, some people don't. We've talked about this already. We're going to say it is. Die Hard takes place on Christmas Eve. Hank, in which city does it take place? Think Los Angeles. Think, what'd you say? Los Angeles. Los Angeles is correct, Hank. Ding, 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 ding. How did you remember that? Because he came across the country to see his wife, or estranged wife. And uh, I just remember the LAPD being the one that crapped. That's it. Exactly. It was the Nakatomi building or something, remember? And I remember there yeah, was Christmas lights up, but it was warm outside. So you knew it had to be West Coast and bingo, LAPD. That gave it all away. Hey, good job. All right, man. This goes to our next question is a Christmas literary question for all you real smarty pants out there. Okay. Um, we're going to start here with which character declares Merry Christmas one and all in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Tiny Tim. Ding, 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 ding. Tiny Tim is the correct answer, Hank, and probably the only character you remember in A Christmas Carol. So job oh. well done there, Hank. Three for four. You know, Go ahead. You know who? You know how my uh, that movie has stu- resonated? My facts what? are probably more from Scrooged than yes. it is from that show. Yes, very good. All right, Tank, you've got through three of the four challenges. Now we go to our Christmas music challenge. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. Mariah Carey's iconic Christmas hit, All I Want for Christmas. You know that one? Ooh, baby. Yep. Offici- officially signals the start of the festive period of Christmas. Can you tell me what year it was released? And this is hard, but if you really go back and put them, put it all together, think about Mariah Carey's popularity, and then think about when this song, because it was actually in a movie, when it would have really hit the sta- hit the scene. Uh, ninety six. Oh, that is so so very close. It was ninety four. Ninety four. So at 94, what grade were you in? You would have been in high school. I was a, yeah, I was a I was an incoming senior because yeah. I graduated. Gotcha, gotcha. So it would have been a a very popular song during your Christmas uh, your Christmas of your senior year. One more Christmas question. Let me ask you. We'll stay on the music genre here. And actually, this quiz came out. Probably, I think this thing came out maybe about a year ago, which now there is a new answer to this. But what is the best-selling Christmas song of all time? So the most popular Christmas song of all time is Mariah Carey's now. It has the most plays and most downloads and all this. But we're going for kind of like classics. What is the best-selling Christmas song of all time? Holly Jolly Christmas. That would be incorrect, Hank. It is White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Yeah, I probably you know? should have thought a little bit about that one. Yeah, that, that's a pretty tough one. But anyway, buddy, not bad. Not too bad on your Christmas quiz uh, 2020. Uh, you did a good job. 
<clears throat> I appreciate that. Those were tough. Yeah, I've got one more that uh, actually we were talking about. I was talking with this with my girls. We watched Rudolph the other day. Can you remember Rudolph's very attractive girlfriend? Remember, she's got, God. you know, she's white, uh, like uh, cream colored. You know, she's got a cute yeah. little smile. Very pretty little reindeer. Can you remember yeah. her name? This is a bonus. If you get this one, we're going to wipe out the other two that you missed in the first quiz. But this Hold is on. tough. I'll give you a hint. It starts with the C. Jo no, is it Jovi? No. no. Oh, we know who Jovi that's is? Girlfriend. That's the girl that's from the Elf. That's the girlfriend off Elf. Yes. Yeah. But great guess. Oh, the hint is it starts with a C, and this na th the name of this uh, reindeer was also the name of the heroine in Silence of the Lambs. Clarice. Clarice is her name. Rudolph's girlfriend was named Clarice. I mean, who would have known that? Olivia knew that. She knew that. Anyway, that's great. Hey, because you got it correct, we're going to pretend like the misses you had on the quiz never even took place. Is that fair? Ah, living on the bell curve. Congratulations, Hank. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. One more thing I wanted to talk about with you uh, before we, we go into a couple of things that you wanted to talk about. Did you know? The winter solstice, you know, I'm all about the stars and aliens and sky and all this fun stuff. The winter solstice takes place December 21st. That is Monday. There's something that's happening in our sky and it's been going on the last few weeks, maybe even a month, that Jupiter and Saturn, which are in our sky and are visible. If you are getting closer and closer together every night, if you look, so they started off yay apart and they get closer and closer. On Monday, Hank, the winter solstice, if you look into the Western Hemisphere at around 6 o'clock, it will look like Jupiter and Saturn are one being, and they call it the Christmas star. Now, how interesting is this? So it comes around every 400 or whatever years. The last sighting of the two planets where we could see it from North America was 1200 A.D., 800 years ago. So on the 21st, Monday, we're going to be able to see something that nor people that live where we live have not seen in 800 years. My question to you, Hank, so you start putting all these things together in your head. They call it the Christmas star because it is two planets that look as like they're one bright star. Could this be the star that guided wise men to follow it? To get to baby Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, you, just, you, it makes you think. Could this be you, what they saw in the sky? Yeah, you took that a whole nother direction than what I thought you were going to take that with the with the um, the guiding star. You know, right when you said it, I was like, that's not a star. That's a space station. <laughs> that's going to be the death star. But who knows, man? You know, you're you you went a little bit biblical that way opposed to alien-esque which i you know hey i get it. it looks you never know maybe these are the strange things that they were you know that they couldn't describe in the bible and you're exactly sure. right these were the things that happened but i do feel like um you know there's been a little bit of a pause in the uh, extraterrestrial stuff that's been going on and i haven't been hearing as much from you and uh, so maybe your communication uh, and, and it may be because it's cold and you can't sit out on your deck at 3 a.m. But uh, who knows? 
that that's the main reason. I, I didn't want to bring this up, but if you get a chance, just Google monolithic sculptures across the world over the past three months, Hank. These have you? Do you know what I'm talking about? These, and I don't know if this is a complete I know exactly farce. Exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so I've read about it. I'm like, this is even too hard for me to believe. I'm a conspiracy theorist when it comes to all this alien talk. But I'm like, so they found these eight metal structures just pop up out of nowhere all across the world. Some have uh, like hieroglyphics or engraved carvings that have like uh, uh, longitude and latitude degrees of some other. It's crazy, right? They're trying to figure out what it is. Some are blank. but why how do they are people just playing a joke on us Hank what is going on here i mean the only other if it's not someone playing a joke trying to us to get us to talk about this is it really aliens coming down from the heavens to place these monoliths here to tell us something to point us in a direction hank what do you think it'd been a lot a whole lot easier if they just come down and be like i got something to tell you Instead of putting these eight metal things out in the middle of a desert to have people like in Vegas taking pictures with them and just saying, hey, man, look at this yellow cube I got over here. I think I think the aliens are a lot smarter than that. Um, if there are some out there, I think this is a, a I think this is the same thing as crop circles. You know, the crop circle was created uh, just to uh, get talk, you know, get talked about and everything else. This is somebody trying to get a little bit of notoriety. Crop circles are not just forget people to start. Crop circles are real, Hank. Crop circles are real. They are placed on our earth from aliens, from a different planet, a different world, a different universe, if you will, to come and let us know that we're not alone. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? They're not. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So you're telling me that they're not a stick put in the ground with a rope and then the guy walks in a circle and lays that down. Some of them are, some of them were not made by human hands. Says, says the homeowner, (laughs) says the homeowner that wants people to come to his farm to look at his crop circles and he'll charge them for parking. Yes, exactly. Well, you have your beliefs. I have mine. I just thought the I thought the metal, the monolith things, I mean, I can't explain that. Someone's definitely, that's a hoax, I believe. I, I mean, it would be awesome if it's not. It's real aliens placing these things. But anyway, we'll so, we'll find out soon, Hank. I'm sure some more news and uh, we'll, we'll hear some more stories about these monoliths. So without further ado, Hank, I'm going to turn it over to you. I know you had a few things to talk about before we wrap up the show today. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it actually the other day. You know, everybody talks about, you know, 2020 was awful. It was a you know, it's just been a tough year. And um, the first thing that comes to mind is obviously the pandemic. You know, it's limited what we're able to do. It's limited um, how our schools are interacting, what our kids can do. And, um, you know, obviously it's number one priority for, hey, 2020 has been tough. So I wanted to go back because I heard something and I was like, there's no way that happened this year. And I went back and looked at everything else that has happened and what we consider a considerable event this year and um, thought, man, this is some weird stuff. And some of it's like um, just pop culture. Other of it is, you know, is uh, real news. Um, but tell me if you remember, you know, these events and if you can remember them being this year, 
first one being the Australian um, brush fires. Does that not feel like oh. that was so long ago? Like koala bears were, you know, getting burned. And the You're telling wildlife. me that was this year? Yes. Oh. Yes. January this year, we were talking about the Australian bushfires. Is that not crazy? That is crazy. That seems like that was a decade ago. I know. Uh, number two that I uh, that I pulled up, and this is more pop culture, Prince Harry and Meghan Mark and Markle quit the royal family, right? Yes. Early in the year. You probably remember that one. Yes, I remember right? that one. Yep. Seems like a long time ago Big, as well. You know, today that would mean absolutely zero to the population if it went on. But when it happened, boy, people were, uh, were all news. in arms. Yeah. Right before the COVID situation started, remember that you could not turn on a TV or a political presence, and they were not talking about the impeachment of Donald Trump. Uh-huh. They were worried about the impeachment. Donald Trump, not, you know, the election or anything else. That was what was the big story right in the right when COVID hit. They're they working about, you know, they were worked up about that. You yes, remember that? I do. I do. Hank, I don't want to interrupt you, but this is an interesting thing. So we were walking around. Well, not we. I was walking around in the mall. Do you remember right before COVID hit? And I said, Hank, I was at the mall and saw the weirdest thing. Somebody was wearing a mask inside the mall. Do you remember this? I mean. I do this, remember that. That was le- that was in February. We were t- I said some person was wearing a mask in Valley Hills Mall. I was like, I'm not kidding you. I saw it with my own eyes, and you're like, oh, that's crazy. There's no way. And I was like, yeah, man. And then fast forward. Now everywhere we go, we wear a mask. Now it's the it would be yeah. uncommon for you not to see someone in the mall without one on. So oh my gosh, crazy. That's less than a for year sure. ago. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. Pop culture. Harvey Weinstein verdict. Remember Harvey Weinstein? He had all the girls that he was placing in movies. Yes. He was drugging them or using his power yes. to, you know, to take advantage of them. That was earlier this year. Um, not a big story, obviously, anymore. But do you remember everybody was talking huge. about how what a dirtbag that guy was? Yes, that was a huge story. And now that has just been almost kind of wiped from our memory because of all the stuff that's happened, you know, with the COVID. Hmm. Harvey Weinstein has, is the only person on the planet that is thankful for the COVID event to happen. Yes, you're right? right. You're right. So all the ones that we've talked about were probably, you know, very small as far as historical problems are concerned. The next one, obviously, Black Lives Matter, the, the protests and the movement, you know, storm the nation, even through the COVID, mm-hmm. uh, you know, start of COVID. So, you know, I think all of us are not shocked that this was this year, but, you know, to have two major events, you know, major events right. to happen that close to is kind of interesting. Sure. Absolutely. When was the George yeah. Floyd shooting? What month was that in May? Cause that oh, seems Floyd. like forever, ever ago. And I think that was just like, yeah, uh, I think that was in May. Which is less than you know. I think it was in May. five months ago, which it seems like it was five years ago. Yeah, but, I think. Yeah. Mm, wow. Yeah, I think it was in May. <sighs> um, politically, and we'll come back to something like this. But um, remember when Kim Jong Un had a death? They they thought he had thought died. He was and dead. Really yeah. Hadn't. Yeah. His sister coming in, and you know, yeah. Why he was faking? Was it to take advantage of another country or what he was doing? 
and he's alive though, right? He is officially alive. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because for a while we did think um, he was gone. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this one, but the and this these are always are so interesting to me that people like that this is happening and this just goes to show how like naive I am about the world. But the Jeffrey Epstein, that Jeslaine Maxwell, yes, you know the rest. They were she was the madam, and they yeah. had high price girls. And they were they were like doing trading of girls, and I mean just super high dollar. St- people in just in a seedy doing shady terrible things ruining young girls lives that was this year right unbelievable crazy yeah that was this summer It, it is crazy um right after that we got invaded by murder hornets ha murder that's right because murder hornets they hit the scene Boom. And then all of a sudden, I, I, they just disappeared. I, whatever happened to the murder hornets? I mean, did they fly away? <laughs> Where'd they go? I think, I think they were scared. They, they were scared how we were reacting to COVID and they thought they might get it to get out of the country. <laughs> smart murder hornets. Smart. Yes. Yeah. Smart murder hornets. <laughs> um, outside of that, the other thing that was surprising throughout the year, and I, I mean, it kind of translates to that, is during this whole thing, next thing you have is deaths, you know, that you you don't realize all the people that die within a year, right? Yeah. And I just looked at a list that uh, I pulled up the other night. And so if you went down actors, okay, just actors, Alex Trebek. Right. Right. Jerry Stiller, Ben's dad. Yes. Sean Connery. Yes. Regis Philbin. Right. Forgot Kelly about Preston. Yes. Tommy Lister, who is Debo on Friday. Debo just passed last weekend. Oh. Yep. This guy named, you remember Chadwick Boseman. Oh, God. Oh, God. I love Panther. that dude. Oh, that dude was phenomenal. Yep. yep. And then the guy, David Prowse, he was a bodybuilder, a European bodybuilder who played the body of Darth Vader. Yes, the big tall guy. Or is that Chewbacca? Yeah, how, how great is that? Yeah. Music. Okay, so that's just actors and celebrities. Music. Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Oh, wow, I forgot about Charlie. Kenny. Who? Charlie Daniels. Yes. Bill Withers. And then a guy named Jack Sherman, who is the early guitar to, guitarist for Red Hot Chili Peppers. He was yes. the, the first guy on there. Yes. Right? Yes. So, I mean, that has a significant, like, like strongholds in music genres right there. Yeah. Right? Nice. And then the last category that I kind of looked at was impact to the country. Right? First one that passed away was Kobe. And although he's a celebrity – you know, you forget that Kobe just I died. Forgot this year. all about Kobe being this year. Wow. Mm. Yeah, but you think about Kobe dying this year, and he kind of transcended just a normal athlete or a celebrity dying. I mean, you know, the the country and and really the world. The world. I mean, he's got a, a a world impact was touched by his death and his daughter's death, obviously. Yes. And um, you know, that's crazy that it happened this year. But that that's the first, I would say impact to the country as far as a death. And then second was George Floyd, obviously 
you know, it rippled across the country with Black Lives Matter. And um, alongside of those were Breonna Taylor and that Ahmad Abri or Arbery. Right. Uh, he was the gentleman that was walking through the neighborhood and the two, the father son chased him down. You know, those were three deaths right there in a couple of months that, you know, impacted our country, just deaths. And, you know, those three that we just talked about weren't celebrities. Right. They were un- normal people and they impacted the country the way they did. And then finally was the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, you know, who died. And, um, you know, you don't think, you know, this has been a crazy year and you think that, all right, all this stuff has happened, you know, two years ago, three years ago, and it's all been jam packed in 2020. A jam packed of a lot of terribleness. You know what I'm saying? Jam packed. Yeah. Well, man, this yeah, here's no, to I mean, hopefully 2021 will be a little bit brighter for all of us. Um, and, you know, we'll wrap up the show here, Hank. But, you know, can you tell our, our wonderful audience here and tell your friend Chad here, what do you have in store for the holiday? Again, I know it's going to be a different type of uh, Christmas holiday. We were just I was talking to my sister before we came on the show. I don't even think we're, we're I don't think any of us are even going to get together now. So it really sucks. But what, what are y'all doing? Y'all got any? plans to celebrate no i mean usually yeah. okay so what what is normally a christmas day like christmas for us the day christmas eve we go to my mom and dad's and eat yeah then we leave my mom and dad's and we go to church yeah right and then we go home and get ready for bed we wake up the next morning we open presents just as our small family yes after that, we get done. My in-laws come over. They eat breakfast with us, and we open present. Harris gets open presents for them. We go to Reagan's grandmother's at like two, and then we go back to my mom's on Christmas Day. We're probably going to do none of that. What we will do is we may have my mom, um, my in-laws, and my mom and dad come over, but everybody will be in masks. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we're just going to open presents around each other, probably in the carport. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Cause you know, I'm trying to be overly cautious. You know, people, sure. people we're just being overly cautious because of Reagan, but yeah. um, it's going to be completely different than what we once had. Yep. Absolutely. So, but we, ladies and gentlemen, we can get through it. We have gotten through it. Everything so far, we can get through this too. Just, you know, hold your, uh, even though if you're not be able to hug them, You know, you still tell your parents you love them, tell your family you love them. Again, it might be over a Zoom or a FaceTime chat. It might not be face-to-face like you want it, but you still do it. Because next year, holy moly, will it be a hell of a Christmas. Can't wait. Can't wait. It will be. All right, Hank. uh, Enjoyed our show today. I hope everyone enjoyed the Christmas spectacular uh, that Big Fan brought to you today. And we'll be back in two weeks. And uh, hopefully we'll be back with some wonderful stories of Christmas, uh, just a, a beautiful Christmas stories, Hank, that we can share with our audience. Yes, I know you're excited. Maybe another buffet will open up and you and I can go and, and just dive right in. Uh, but until that time, man, I look forward to seeing you and I'll make sure I have your eggnog. You'll be first on the list, Hank. First on the list that we drop off. Yes, promise you that. And tell your family Merry Christmas. And to all the listeners out there, Merry Christmas to all of you. Please be careful. Peace. We'll see you in 2021.
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.